Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. This is Major Tom to ground control. I'm stepping through the door. And I'm floating in a most peculiar way. And the stars look very different today. For here I am, I sitting in a tin can. Far above the world, planet Earth is blue, and there's nothing I can do. <sighs> Welcome to episode 40 of Tremendous Opinions Podcast. Real nice and proper intro. I did not know what that song was apart from Mr. Deeds for the longest time. And for whatever reason, it's been on my mind. Figured I'd rock the house with that to open up the pod. Ya boy, Chester Witwicky here to captain this ship. Man, this one into battle this afternoon. I have a real nice podcast lined up for you. I really did not plan on doing this at all until I watched the Kanye documentary, part three. The last part is out on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, check it out, dude. It's one of the more inspirational things, and I'm not one to sit around and watch Gary V for inspiration. I don't need inspiration to do what? You know, I'm not a world beater. But that was very inspiring from Cootie, the guy that made the documentary, and Kanye. That was very well done. Well done, Netflix. Like they're out looking for my support and opinions. Uh, but I'm just being honest with you. I would not be right here recording if it wasn't for that Kanye thing. It fired me up pretty good today. What else fired me up? About five or six days ago, I went to Barnes & Noble to look for some vinyl records, and I started to stroll through the DVD section and bumped into a Blu-ray copy of The Godfather. I like those old gangster movies, Goodfellas, The Godfather, the whole trilogy of The Godfather. I thought they were great, so I've watched them over and over growing up, and at first, I put that back on the shelf. I didn't want to get it, and I kept looking through vinyls, got what I was going to get, and was leaving. As I walked up to the front, one of the magazines at the checkout place had Vito Corleone, uh, Marlon Brando's face on the cover and that was just a sign I had to go back and get that copy of The Godfather and I did so leaving I think I like got on Instagram or something when I got back home and one of the paid sponsorships or whatever was The Godfather in IMAX it's been 50 years since this movie came out and they're going to play it a few showings in IMAX and I love that idea I would go to see some of my favorite movies in the theaters if they came back out. I'd always thought that, like Indiana Jones or Blade or something like this in 
IMAX or the movies, of course I'm going to go. So, I planned on going by myself and told some of the fam, and they ended up wanting to go. Brady showed up, which Brady hated The Godfather. And I can't really blame someone for hating The Godfather, but uh, for me, I'll just sit there and tell you production value all day long. Production value. And look at me talking about production value. This freaking show sucks. But Francis Ford Coppola is so progressive in 1972 to put a few of these scenes in there. It opens up in the wedding scene, which the wedding scene in The Godfather, and there's no real spoilers here, I don't think. Actually, yeah, there's going to be some spoilers. If you haven't seen The Godfather, tough, dude. It's been out 50 years, like I said. So, let me see. The wedding scene is about 30 minutes long of the opening scene. It's at Vito Corleone's daughter's wedding, and there's so many things happening, taking place, like character introductions. But it's so beautiful the way it's shot, and it makes it feel like it's a natural, traditional Italian wedding, what, what those would have been in that time period. Um, Luca Brazzi, him going over his speech that he's going to give. He's so nervous to talk to the Godfather that he's sitting there outside going over his speech like 18 times, and it's just a little paragraph, and he still screws it up, dude. That, that still gets chuckles in a theater years and years later. Um, but the, just the detail in the movie, like Luca Brazzi is such a big dude, and I know that they had to tamper with the audio when they recorded this. Like when he's walking through a hotel, you could hear the wood creaking in his shoes. And he's such a big Italian dude. He's like so big and so heavy that it makes the shoes sound a certain way. And it's just intimidating. It sounds like Ray Lewis is walking down the tunnel listening to Luca Brasi walk through that hotel lobby. And maybe I'm just a nerd and I'm diving too deep into things. But I pick stuff up like that watching these movies. And when Michael Corleone's in the bathroom, he's about to shoot two dudes. And just the fear and anxiety takes over and he can't hear anything. He can't think straight. And you just hear the audio of the train going by. And it comes and goes. You know, when he walks out of the bathroom, it goes away. And he's sitting there just thinking about what he's about to do. And the train comes back all you hear is that train and it's very thought-provoking in the way that they they put this stuff together and again I could just be a moron not knowing what I'm talking about diving way too deep into things but I feel like for 50 years to have gone by uh, a lot of that still holds up yeah it was three hours long and yeah they could have trimmed some fat off here and there but Wow, what a movie, and what a chance I got to see it in IMAX. I would have had no clue. I'm super glad that I did that. So, The Godfather, that also inspired me this week. Uh, oh yeah, I want to talk about the crazy look in your eye. So, when Michael Corleone's sitting there, you just see it. He has his broken jaw, and he's all swollen up, but... He's not even listening to what these other guys are saying. 
he's got that crazy look in his eye. And I'm going to have that same look in my eye on Saturday. I just found out about 40 minutes ago that your boy, unofficial brand ambassador Chester Witwicky, will be in attendance at Coach K's last home game. I haven't even processed it yet, man. I'm going to cry. I'm sure I'm going to cry at that basketball game. I'm a psycho. Dude, this is just impossible. You know how many UNC and Duke basketball games I've watched in my life and how many places I've watched them? I remember uh, one of Michael Jordan's old roommates came out to Oklahoma to do a crossfire basketball camp. And, uh, or actually, yeah, it was a couple of guys that did the crossfire basketball camp. And uh, they were out there, and they were playing, like, uh, what is it? Horse. Like the most legendary game of horse with my dad. We were watching the UNC Duke game on a projector. That was like a big 20-foot projector on the side of the gym wall, and we were playing ball in, like during and in between the game. And just so many good memories growing up watching UNC Duke. And, oh, it's so deep to me, dude. I'm going to try not to get beat up and tossed out of there. It's such a tight place. I can't yell and, and say the things I normally would at the UNC game. Oh, man. Yeah, this is so cool, dude. And I... We only got one ticket, so I, it was either me or my dad. And my dad said it was going to be me to go. And I I told him to go, but he just insists on letting me go. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Wow, man. All thanks to the, the Mannix, Brady and them. Which, go to Fanjoy right now. I have terrible posture. Lord knows. God, wake up, kid. Get it together and doing a freaking show here. Oh, I need a cigarette. Thank you to the Mannix, man. It's been nothing but an honor and a pleasure this year to jump around with you guys and go to Waffle House. Dude, Brady Senior Night. I didn't even write down Senior Night on here. So Brady, the other night, dude just went off. We had great tickets, great seats. Like We didn't get down there with the... Uh, We'll call, but still, we showed up. Of course we're going to show up. It's the big boys' senior night, dude. He's about to blend somebody up on national television. So we pile up, fire our car up, and go on down there. We're jumping up and down. Brady had, like, back-to-back dunks. Buddies, like, hitting threes all over the place. And at the end of the game, dude, they beat... Buddy Beheim, I can't stand Buddy Beheim. He's up there with freaking Coach K, dude. Just an evil, like Machiavellian, hunched over gargoyle type of human that you would think he's related to Biden. Like he he might be one of those lizard people that QAnon talks about. I don't know what's up with with Beheim's situation. He needs to go to like a, a three day spa retreat somewhere. 
Look at me talking about other people, what they need to do. I look like a freaking, I look like I washed up on the shore somewhere. Ah, I need skin treatment. Anyhow, Brady, senior night, his parents get invited out onto the court, and I'm taking videos and pictures like a moron, yelling stuff like they can hear me. And Brady proceeds to go out there and lead the game in scoring, I think. I can't even, well, not the game. There was some guy for, uh, for what's his name, for Syracuse that just went off. He had like 40. I don't know what the deal was with that guy. But Brady had back-to-back dunks. He's dropping threes. He's, dude, he might be the best passer in the ACC. And that's no cappuccino. Keep the cappuccino. Best passer in the ACC. Hands down. It was so fun to watch him succeed. And not only that, but have his teammates happy for him. Like they're a team now. At first they were strangers. Like we're just showing up to play basketball. But now I feel like they're friends. And who am I? I'm just an onlooker. But at the same time, dude, I know what I see. They're happy for each other. And they had a big time. And they, dude, it's been so long since I've seen a Tar Heel team dance in the locker room. Roy Williams used to do that. He used to sneak into the locker room and do his little, oh no, and do his little jig. Roy would approve of this. He used to be sponsored by Coke. It was so fun to be there, man. Such a good year, a good cap to our uh, our home games this season. We got one big one left, and your boy Chester Witwicky will be in that thing with some manic merch on, jumping up and down, ready. Dude, I don't know. I was about to say ready to storm the court. With this being Coach K's last home game, I may be one of the five Tar Heel fans in that place. I don't know. They may just beat me up. Who knows? We'll figure it out. I'll be in there with some manic merch on. Ready for whatever, baby. In there like Vito Corleone. (laughs) I'm a moron, dude. No one watches The Godfather anymore. (laughs) I just... I suck at keeping to my notes. Michael Corleone had the crazy look in his eye in the place right before he shot the cop and uh, Barzini. Not Barzini. What's his freaking name? Who knows? I've watched Godfather 1 and 2 in the past two days. So I got all the, the mob names in my head at this point. So whoever he shot, he had a crazy look in his eye. And I know crazy look in the eye. I used to work at a gas station for like five years. There was a time where I was working the overnight shift, and that's just the freaks come out at night, dude. I see crazy look in the eye. I understand it. And young Al Pacino did such a good acting job in those movies. I understand why he's a quadrillionaire, just counting 20s somewhere. He earned it. Al Pacino, dude. What a savage. 
I've seen crazy look in people's eyes. There, uh, there was a guy that came in and stole cigarettes. Me and, uh, I think it was me and Riley were working. We were around the corner behind the thing. We hear the bell ring. Someone had come in the door, but we didn't pay no mind. We come around the corner, buddies over there just taking cigarettes and just runs away. And me and Riley aren't going to chase him. Riley's very much like myself. We just sit there and giggle all night. We're not invested enough in our gas station job to chase a perpetrator who stole cigarettes. So we just sat there and laughed about it. But uh, that wasn't the end. I mean, we, me and Pac-Man were working one night, and this crazy jacked-out dude, like he was on something, he came busting through the doors. He said, quick, I gotta hide, I gotta hide, I gotta hide. I don't know if he was trying to hide from the cops, trying to hide from someone trying to shoot him. I don't know. So Paxton said at first, he said, bathroom. And the guy just, we had a little bathroom back there, like an employee bathroom. And he hid in there. And right when he shut the bathroom door and locked it, the door just swung open. And it was his girlfriend. And she cussed us out. She's, where is he? And just started laying us the business. And we played it off good. Paxton's a terrible actor. But put, when put on the spot, he passed it. He said, I don't know who. And he said, the guy that just came in here. He said, no one came in here. And she's like, mm. She like looked at him like she was about to kill Paxton. And, uh, and he said, what do you mean? There's nowhere to hide in here. And she like looked behind the counter and didn't see him. And she like pointed at him and left. And we knocked on the bathroom door. And he was so scared. He didn't even want to come out of the bathroom. Like we got him to come out. And he like barely opened the door. And... He sprinted, like we showed him the back door, our secret door out of the back, and he sprinted back to into the darkness wherever he came from, in the opposite direction of that lady. Both of them were jacked up on something, looking crazy. And when I was in the mountains of North Carolina, both of those times were in Oklahoma. When I was in North Carolina, dude, oh, this is disgusting. I went to... I guess I was going to pee or something, and I went to the bathroom at the gas station, and it was like during the night shift, and there were pajama pants with like, mm, it was gnarly, dude. Like doo-doo pajama pants were left in the bathroom. So I was left to wonder... Because there wasn't a lot of action that night. I remembered it. There was like no one coming in there. So, one, I would have to see someone walking in with a separate pair of pants to make it back out regular, you know? Because if you just take off your poop pants and leave them in the bathroom, what, what are you going to wear out of the bathroom? You, have, you can't just wear undies. Little camo underwears. You have to bring shorts or pants with you, and I didn't see anyone with pants. So, or you can just leave. I I didn't see anyone leave naked, and didn't see anyone walk in there with a second pair of pants. So, explain to me how some doo doo pants got left in the bathroom, and there's no suspicion of anybody. 
and I wasn't like slacking on the job. I'm in there. I like mingling with the people. I'm not like blowing it off like one of these kids you see working today at the gas station. I liked it. So I'm in there talking to people. It makes the time go by faster. I don't know. But you see crazy people working the night shift at the gas station. I don't know how I got on that long freaking tangent. I suck. <sighs> crazy look in my eye. I might leave some poopy pants <laughs> Duke Stadium. <laughs> Your boy Chester Wiki gonna leave some poopy pants at Cameron Indoor Stadium on Saturday, son. When that boy Brady Manic drops them boys off, son. He's diving on the floor. He's slamming. He's jamming. He's super scintillating. Sensational. Fellow senior, Leaky Black. At the final buzzer in overtime after beating Syracuse, Leaky Black met Brady Manic at half court, picked him up, and gave him a freaking hug, dude. They love this big blender, big Bowie. Him is a big him Bowie. And him's got new merch at fanjoy.co slash Brady Manic. Get that Manic Monday gear, baby. I got the hat and the shirt on the way. I'm about to order the hoodie, too. Uh, he showed me the hoodie. It looks nice. It's a slightly different version than the other hoodies I have. <sighs> I'm so bad at podcasts. This is getting ugly. As a grown man, I'm going to cry tears of joy at Cameron Indoor in my poopy pants. I might just wear them home. I'm not going to leave them. I'm going to wear them home. It's okay. I have friends that's done worse. You know who you are. <laughs> I know Coleman's done worse. Oh, I'm trying not to get too fired up because I felt a little movement in one of the tubes of my heart earlier today when I was smoking cigarettes. And I, I definitely want to make it to Saturday. If I have an issue and I go down hard on Sunday, that's no problem. I won't even fight to make it back. Just let me make it to Saturday. <sighs> Can't wait to just soil my britches at the Cameron Indoor Stadium. It still haven't it hasn't settled with me. I should be more fired up than this. I should have just picked this table up and flipped it across the thing. Your boy's fired up. I'm going to put something nuts on Instagram Live. I might just... Dude, I might be jumping up and down and just have a convulsion over there. I might just snap my neck. I don't know. I'm going to be going nuts, though. You're going to see me on national television. Be looking for the boy, Chester Witwoochie. <laughs> Dang it, dude. What was the name? I had another name thought up before this podcast that was tremendous. <laughs> okay, I thought about it. It's not as good as a Gerald Corleone. <laughs> that boy Gerald Corleone gonna be in there tough on Saturday, son, with that manic merch ready for that action, big bang. Meet me in the parking lot, like that old boy from Wake Forest. I almost fought a 65-year-old man, an alcoholic man, at the Wake Forest game. <laughs> I need to get out of here. The podfather got some editing to do. Gerald Corleone. 
about to sign off here. Uh, next week, I'll be going down to Georgia to meet up with the good old boys, watch the ACC tournament, and deliver a hot and proper podcast for my beloved listeners and viewers. The episode, I believe, I'm going to call it uh, Boomstick Madness after our beloved friend and podcast favorite, Koopy Boomstick. He's going to be down there, and uh, I can't wait to see the boys. We're going to jump up and down and make something real nice for you guys, and I'm just dragging this through the mud. Let me get out of here. Podfather, episode 40. Thank you for viewing, and... Yeah, man. I'll see you on the gram on Saturday. You know your boy's going to be in there. Thick, son. Brady Manic. Get the merch. I love you, baby. Thank you for listening. What an ear beating. Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. This is Major Tom to ground control. I'm stepping through the door. And I'm floating in a most peculiar way. And the stars look very different today. For here I am, I sitting in a tin can, far above the world. Planet Earth is blue and there's nothing I can do.